Welcome tabletop players, my name's Ruin Ortega and tonight I'm your keeper of monsters and mysteries because we're playing Monster of the Week by Evil Hat Productions. Join with me as always is my co-host Cade. Hi, I'm Cade. Monster of the Week is a love letter to classic, almost B-rated horror movies um, full of tropes and stereotypes and just wonderfulness um if you enjoy that genre of film you will definitely enjoy this system and i highly encourage you to go back and listen to the previous episodes absolutely we're having a blast playing this and uh you know it's probably going to be one that we're going to miss and maybe have to come back to sometime but for now our copy of the batch is deadmonton by high horse coffee kate what do we have to say about deadmonton well, you know, sometimes it doesn't really matter what we have to say about it. And this is one of those times because we had the esteemed pleasure of reviewing this coffee alongside our friends from Old Men Rolling Dice. And they gave us their thoughts as well. Uh, so I would highly encourage everyone to go back and listen to the second part of our interview series with them to find out what we rated it as well as our tasting notes. That's right. I'm not going to tell you. You got to go back. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, Cade, I hate to beat a dead horse. But uh, our episodes with Old Man Rolling Dice were pretty phenomenal. They sure were, Ruin. And actually, I'm going to take a moment here to uh, plug. Uh, recently, I had the pleasure of joining Jeremy, uh, one of their hosts, on a live stream for Cystic Fibrosis. And uh, had a lot of support from the community. And uh, yeah, it was a good time. And so uh, if you're ever looking for some more D&D goodness, go check out their channel at DM Jeremy on Twitch. Uh, but with that, grab a mug, fill it full of the hot stuff, and settle in for our episode of Monster of the Week by Evil Hat Productions. <laughs> All right, well, here we are for part four of Monster of the Week. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Yeah, I feel yeah. like we're, we're getting to the uh, the end credits of the batch. Uh, <laughs> I just got getting... my eyes on the lamp. That's fair. Um, I guess episode four, we're coming to the end. We're going to have a review going out shortly after this one. How are you guys feeling about it so far? Still good. I like the system. Yeah, uh, it's ironic. I didn't think I would, but it's been fun. <laughs> I like how simple it is because it lets you kind of run wild with like the role playing and decision making side of it, which we know from playing games is kind of my favorite side of things. Um, yeah, this would definitely be a fun system to run with people that have like never RPG'd before. But we'll I like get how more in control. In I like how in control of the storytelling we kind of are in some ways, mm -hmm. like. A lot of the time, even the abilities, like the magic tells me to make the decision on what the side effect is. And like we have like we get to weigh in on story beats a lot. It's nice. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. I mean, I I enjoy it, although I would I'll get deeper into it in the review, but I would maybe make arguments. This maybe isn't the best system for beginners. Ooh. Depends on your take on it. Yeah, I would honestly kind of agree. Ooh. That we'll is. That is not how I feel about it. So I guess things are going to heat up a little bit. <laughs> oh, we might Wait, actually what? disagree for once, guys. Like, heat up like day-old coffee. <laughs> don't don't hate on day-old coffee. <laughs> you do what you got to do to get by. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, 
You know, before we actually get on with the end of our story, uh, I do want to actually do our end of session experience from last time. Um, we we ended it on a kind of a climactic part. And I didn't want to give away too much. So now, Jody, you between games had a level up from um, failure 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 of dice rolls. Um, what skill did you go with? Uh, I'm just going to take a plus one to my weird rating because the magic has so far been my most used ability and I just want to max it out. So I succeed every time. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. Okay. Well with that, let's walk through the end of session experience questions. So first of all, did we conclude the current mystery? And remember, I'll let you guys argue these ones to me. Mm. I almost want to argue no. (laughs) We found that the digit, the djinn was still in charge of it, but like not really 100% sure to what end yet. Yeah, but we did find Peter's dad, right? And yeah. we know, you know, we got him. We know that the lamp can be destroyed. And we also learned that the djinn has a connection to Larry's past. Yeah, and Peter may have some ideas on how to deal with the lamp. Yeah. But is that enough to say we solved anything? I don't know. We well, did I'll tell find you what. Peter's dad, which was like I'll, the big I'll give you this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll give you. I'll give you that you brought an end to the mystery of Peter's dad and what happened, and so I'll give you an experience point off that. Okay. Uh, did we save someone from certain death or worse? Peter's dad. I think the jury's out on. That. I know I'm arguing against us getting experience, which is kind of interesting, but. <laughs> We're not like, sure yet. He's in pretty bad shape. Yeah, but he was going to drown. Yeah. Or right? Yeah, no, you're crab. right. That was certain death. So now it's now uncertain death. Possibly dead. <laughs> I agree. Right. From the drowning. Yeah. I will give you one experience off that. Oh, sorry. No, it's not one for each. It is if you get three or four, you get two experience. Yeah. Oh. And if you get one or two, you get one. So, so far, you've got one. Uh, Did we learn something new or important about the world? This does not include the hunters. We learned there's more monsters. Mm -hmm. Mm, But you were already aware of the djinn. Mm -hmm. I mean, we learned there's secrets to defeating them, but we didn't learn the secrets, so did we really learn anything? (laughs) Yeah, and I'd say if it doesn't include the, the hunters, then we can't include the fact that the djinn is familiar with Larry. So... I mean, we learned that Peter's dad is alive, at least for now, but that's about it, and I wouldn't say that's really about the world as much as just it's about that one character. Yeah. I'm going to say no to this one. I I feel like you're close to something. Uh, Now, the fourth one here, did we learn something new and important about one of the hunters? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I I feel like that's obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Jaden's whole character exposition there, you know? Antecedent action. One might say. Uh, So yeah, you guys get uh, three of the four, so that means you get two experience. Does that level anybody up? Uh, No, I'm still one away. Excellent. All right, we're going to need you to make four cool checks to not trip (laughs) until you fail and then level up. I feel like Alan playing this game, he'd just literally roll every single die every single time to get experience to level up like seven times per session. You're not you're not incorrect about that. I played it with him. Every yeah, time I'd it's like, like to pick the lock on the door. It's unlocked. Yeah, I know, but I want to lock it and pick it anyway. 
I will say like that's where the last time that I played this game as a hunter I struggled is because I don't feel like I want you know it's that balance between do I want to fail or do I actually want to succeed do I want to yeah. experience or do I want to beat the mystery <laughs> I like the idea of just fumbling so much on your adventures that you eventually <laughs> are this badass because you've accumulated all of these improvements <laughs> and finally you're ready to take down these monsters <laughs> All right, moving on. Okay. What did somebody level up? No. Well, our session starts very, very similar to episode one of the 90s family sitcom. The three of you lie in your smaller than usual beds. It seems like you're older than the last time we saw the teenage forms, I guess, in these rooms or this room. And... As you all wake up to the sound of an alarm clock, something seems amiss. And each of you peers out in search of the other's eyes, and you are agape. And you start to do the whole, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with me? What's wrong with you? And then all three of you at the same time look down at your bodies to see them as cartoon <clears throat> as cartoons oh my god what bad timing you peer down at your bodies to see them as cartoons see i was picturing the uh, dude where's my car like what's that dude on my back what's that dude on my back dude dude, dude sweet <laughs> is our skin cartoonishly tinged in a yeah. yellow color no not yellow is but my hair overly spiky <laughs> No, but they are very uh, sharply defined, and your eyes are very beady and black. <laughs> and as you're standing, sitting there, rather, trying to question what the heck is happening, out of the corner of a room stretches an overly large cat. And as it sits staring at you and flicks its tail, you see on the collar an R... And a R for your best pal, Ruby Roo. Who's Ruby Roo? I have oh, no can... idea what we're referring to. I thought it was Garfield. <laughs> Zoinks, mystery machine. Exactly. Oh, I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. We got a Scooby situation. I see. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> I want to scratch her under her chin. And give her a little piece of fish. I was like, all right, step one, we need to find lasagna, and we have to hope it's Tuesday. Because <laughs> everyone hates Mondays. <laughs> uh, as you as you pull a fish seemingly out of nowhere, uh, it snatches it out of the air, and you guys high-five real crisp afterwards. <laughs> and it goes, Raw Raikou. <laughs> uh, I turn around. And I asked the guys, did we, like, take some weird pills or something last night? Everything's so colorful. I think this cat just talked to me. I mean, I only take sleeping pills, but... (laughs) Maybe we took too many. I don't know. There is, however, one more complication to the matter. And that is that on top of having cartoon bodies... You are fully aware that you are your true selves, including the fact that 
Well, Larry is his original form Larry still. However, Carl realizes that he is he is an initiate initiate and Alex realizes that he is someone on the hunt for the secrets of the world. But more than that, you're not brothers. What's our relationship with each other then? That would be our previous things. We said that, didn't we? Yes, we did. Yes. Mm -hmm. For him, it was we met um, under my cover identity at the box factory. So he was probably coming in to get boxes for all of his zines, for his zine collection. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you have to keep alphabetized and organized. Here's the thing. It's a little more complicated than that. Of course, you did meet at the box factory. And you guys bonded over some sort of weird suspicion about the greater truths of the world. And from there, you went to the bar. Now, the bar was down by the pier. And when you were there, and drunkenly walking home, one of you... I'll let you guys roll to see who... What are we rolling for? Just generic roll? Uh, let's, yeah, let's just go with the highest roll. Four. Eleven. <clears throat> well, it seems like one of you spotted a shining gold object in the sand. Curiously enough, you both wanted to be the first one to grab it. And as you both reached out to grab it, you both touched it at the same time. And a static jolt sent it flying into the ocean. Where it spoke to you and said, we will meet again. And then you stumbled home. Your connection to Larry was what again? I don't know. They had seen my powers for doing less than decent things. I think I was a kid at the time and they would have seen me using my powers to manipulate teachers is what we said. And the students around me. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I was looking for my notes here. I don't have it written down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw Alex you. Alex was investigating me. Yeah. Yeah. Curiously enough, when you walked home from the bar the next day, you woke up as a child. But you were in a classroom where you saw Larry doing some crazy actions. And something within your mind said, your brother, you know him. And then, after the end of the school day, you walked home with your brother. And... It's in this moment of realization that Larry remembers a conversation from his time at the FBI agency in your weird small town where it shouldn't exist, where the man who was smoking on the bench said, I've controlled you since before you knew I existed. Yes, he did. What I would do with that... Wouldn't that be the the djinn talking to you? Yeah, I mean, it would have been him talking to me, but then what? I know he's been manipulating me, but he already told me he was manipulating me last time, too. I've been a part of this. Mm. Since I knew before I even knew who he was, so that Mm. means before I even touched it? No, he's referring to in that situation. Mm. And it's almost like it echoes true for all of you, that he manipulated all of you before you even knew who he was. Mm. Okay, I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. As soon as we were kids, we were already under his trap kind of deal. Mm-hmm. 
I could I can explain more to you if you make the appropriate roll. Yeah, well I mean I feel that this is probably an investigate a mystery situation at this point. So let's see what we got there. Ooh, not bad. A eight plus two ten. So I have two questions. Um we already know what it is. We know it's a gin and stuff like that. We know that it can manipulate us and has been for a long time. Oh, well, we know what it's... Well, we know that it's been messing with us. What's being concealed here? I feel like the where did it go. So we need yeah. to find it and knock those armlets off of it. Yeah. I don't think that's a terrible idea whatsoever. I think that's pretty solid. Yeah. I guess at this point, if he's been manipulating us, I need to know where he's been manipulating us from. Like, where is this... Where does he go when we're, you know, not witnessing him? Mm -hmm. Well, it seems like he just kind of hangs out, almost like an omniscient being, seeing all of it. Almost like he's invisible, but he's always there. But you have a strong sense that at this time, he's at the school where it all started. Okay. Yeah. And knowing that and... Just being kind of done with this stuff. What can hurt it? We got an idea of the wristbands, but what more do we can we infer from that? Uh, what can hurt it is, let me see, an yeah, object of extreme power. I'm trying to think of the exact wording I used for Jody's mission. Mm -hmm. A relic of, of huge power. <clears throat> okay, okay. Yeah, well, then... The, the codex was large enough to hide something big in it. Mm-hmm. And he has that, or as far as I know, he has that. So I'm going to look at my hands and just mess around as a cartoon person for a little bit, maybe stretch my fingers, see if they're real stretchy, and then just kind of look over at the guys and be like, I don't know what's going on here. I say we go wrap this up. We I'm found thinking, our shaggy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> grabs a snack. Munches that down first. Um, and then be like, okay, guys, school, relic, let's go. Eat another snack. I look down and adjust my ascot and, all right, let's go. <laughs> Are we bringing the kitty? Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. So as, uh, as you guys oh. make your way out of the bedroom and down the stairs, uh, you see that Ruby Roo immediately goes to the kitchen. It's like, we can't go anywhere without breakfast. <laughs> Obviously. Um, Larry's going to run to the freaking um, fridge and just flap it open, see what they got. I'm going to make scrambled eggs because I know for sure that cats like scrambled eggs. <laughs> as, you're, as you're making up the eggs, you're doing like crazy like flips with the frying pans and like have your arms just like zooming around. And all of a sudden, uh, your mom also cartoonish, walks in. It's like, oh, boys, another day of school. How exciting. Now, make sure you don't go off adventuring like you always do. Uh, no, definitely. We're definitely going to math class first period. And what do we have second period again? We haven't been in so long, I can't remember. But we're definitely going. <laughs> Jim? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's why we yes. never go. I mean, always go. <laughs> and in the background uh there is the television playing and um it appears to be a news report on and the news report 
is about apparently some child was um it was looks like a make-a-wish child honestly uh it looks like their wish was to be uh like a a corporate business owner for a day or something like that um I don't know. They wanted to be rich before it all ended, I guess. And um, so they were taken to uh, something called the corporation. I don't know. And they, as they were taken there, uh, it appears that it all went awry and a bit of corporate espionage went down and everybody in the building was gunned down. But the child lived... Honestly, because I can't, I just, I just can't bring myself to, to, to end the child. But, uh, the child lived, and it appears that they single-handedly took out all of the terrorists, which is super crazy because, like, there's four. And then the news report ends, and uh, you guys sit down with a, a table heaping with food, and it's almost like your jaws are unhinging as you just shovel it in. <laughs> I appreciate the quick back to brevity from a very, very dark part of a cartoon. This went straight <laughs> anime there for a second. <laughs> and your mom uh, kind of just sweeps up all the dishes piled high to the ceiling and kind of wavering back and forth as she tries to bring them to the, the sink. And uh, it says, well, are you boys taking the bus today? Or would you like to... Take the investigation mobile. Uh, well, only losers take the bus, Mom. We're 17. <laughs> Obviously, we're going to take the investigator mobile. Okay, well, just remember, it only has so much fuel. <clears throat> well, that's why you give us gas money, right? Oh, boys. And she, she hands you a, a wad of bills. Cool. Comically large. <laughs> but they're all ones so it's like 34 dollars yeah yeah <laughs> it's actually just a fistful of dollars you know like it has to be comedic <laughs> to the investigation station <laughs> and my legs are gonna spin over batman absolutely there was and as you uh as you walk outside or i guess flash outside um you look upon what you wanted to be a really cool hippie van, but is actually just a very dilapidated, like, Winnebago. <laughs> oh, nice. It looks like somebody tried to paint on the side, like, something cool, but they were not an art student. Does it have bunk beds? Yes. Score. I hope the cool thing is an attempt at, like, a wizard mural on the side, <laughs> and it's just a stick figure with, like, a lightning bolt shooting out of his hat. <laughs> Yes, that is canon now. <laughs> All right, where are we off to, guys? Uh, school. Yeah, probably yeah. back to school. Okay. Uh, well, as you, you know, crank the engine, you hear pop, 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 and it is a, it is backfiring, and it, but it's moving, and you are slowly, comedically, you know, you could walk faster driving <laughs> as the the school bus sails past you with all the kids being like ah! but you are moving and soon enough uh, you make it to the school and you once again are given a scene of chaos as 
almost reminiscent of the day that Peter and the Jin took over the cafeteria. But instead, you see something even more horrifying and mystical. As the entire school has been blown apart. And there are pieces of the building, walls, desks, everything. Just circling in almost like a sphere-like whirlwind around the central figure that is both the Jin and Peter's father. Like merged together or the same person? Um, separate. Almost like the Jin is standing over him, waving his arms, and but like, like a puppet quite large. Kind of thing? Okay. No, more like he is trying to, um, I guess, how do I want to say this? Almost like, not manipulating because that's like a puppet, but like he is trying to like figure something out. Like he's pulling at strands of magic as if trying to unlock something. I see. Piecing through his memories or something. Okay, I'm going to read a bad situation. Sure. Which is rolling plus my sharp. It's good. Not good. That's a five. Um, which I don't, it is a fail. Specific. Yes. Can I try and lend a hand? Please do. I, I don't think we've seen that skill. skill yet. Yeah. Well, we did it in the first episode for sure. Yeah, we did. Um, but I have the helping hand skill, so I can get a plus two if I succeed on it, which would put us to a seven, which is a success, a minor one at least. Yeah. Okay. So for this, oh yeah, there's it's the cool one. Okay, uh, rolled an eight. So yeah. Okay. Got you so a that plus two. All right. So on a seven, you can hold one. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Larry's just gonna like really scan the building, and then hopefully with the you know the help of Carla, he probably like grabs him on the shoulder and kind of like points out a couple of things, and we're gonna try and calculate out what's the best way in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, it looks like there is some sort of like magical influence that is um, kind of between the the floating objects and the the jinn. Um, you could possibly like parkour the floating objects. Like some of them are on levels that you could actually scale closer, um, but you couldn't like shoot into it or anything like you couldn't run directly to it like too many things are flying that's not a direct path mm-hmm. okay well that's my one so if we're gonna go <laughs> in guys we're gonna have to do some jumping and climbing parkour um, <laughs> shuck and jive in there it's a cartoon right mm-hmm. yeah. yep does anybody have a comically large elastic band we have someone who could be prepared to have one. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Let's check this roll out. Uh, a seven to nine. So I have it, but it's not here. It will take some time to get. Okay. Ruby Roo, we got a job <laughs> for you, buddy. Right. Okay. We need you to go and get the elastic band. Right on. And it like jumps in like to the van. And begins to, like, try to crank the engine. <laughs> Run like the wind, Ruby! <laughs> it, like, looks uh, at you. <laughs> yeah? No, go ahead. You Do your description first. Uh, well, it might change depending on what you say. Uh, no, I was just going to do something while the cat was going to get our elastic band. Okay. Um, yeah, it, it turns over the engine and drives away. 
I like All this right. cat. Okay, so my thing that I wanted to do was try and use magic to observe this place, like, before the explosion. Or, like, whatever happened oh. to it. I want to see, like, what destroyed the school. Ooh, okay. I like it. And I would roll an 8 plus 3 for my weird, so 11. Okay. Uh, Alright, so, with an 11, uh, you basically just, like, you're good, right? Like, there's no glitch? Yeah, it's just normal effect, yeah. Perfect. Um, <laughs> so... While you're trying to observe the past, you are disturbed momentarily as Ruby Roo runs into another car and then, like, drives off. <laughs> <laughs> they are a cat. Uh, but um, you, it's almost like everything swirls back into place and you see time rewinding before you. And what you see is you see the Jin holding Peter's father. In the form of the original principle. It's almost like this is the form that he takes on to just get around, you know? And yeah. he comes to the the school and raises his hand as the walls begin to wrench apart and um, disperse around him. And he walks to the epicenter and pulls himself into the air, setting Peter's father in front of him. He looks down and says... I will have my freedom. Millennia have passed, and I have but one more victim to sacrifice. And once that has happened, I will be able to free myself from these shackles. But first, I must undo the lamp and these bracers. And he, he looks at his arms where the bracelet or bracers that you previously shot at are. And you get the sense from observing this that if he can remove himself from these bracers and if he can somehow get rid of the lamp, um, that he'll be free. But you also see as he calculates this all and looks out across the town and says, But if those fools destroy the lamp before I free myself from these bracers, I will scale to oblivion with it. And he slowly begins to pull at wisps in the air, as if he's trying to manipulate the physics of the universe to remove the lamp from the hands of Peter's father. So even he can't break it out of his hands? Is what you're saying? Yeah. Correct. Based on your previous knowledge, you might assume that the lamp can only transfer hands if somebody else grabs it. Okay. But you will need something to destroy the lamp based off of what he said. So what left the school in shambles then? Just their power? Yeah, it was him like ripping it apart. Um, it's almost like he was making a shield to hide himself. Okay. And well, you were brought I back relay. to reality. Yeah, I relay that to the gang. That uh, seems like the genie's, the djinn's trying to free itself. And it's using Peter's father as almost like the vessel to control the lamp while it figures it out. Mm. So let's get that comic elastic and uh, <laughs> get shot as high as we can onto the roof. Yeah, speedball special. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, before long, um, 
Ruby Roo arrives back with the van and for some reason a comically large elastic. As you look around, you do notice that there is a flagpole. And uh, actually, there'd probably be a couple flagpoles. There would be a uh, Canadian flag and let's just say an Albertan flag. Perfect. Thanks, Ruby. So I grab the elastic band. And, it, uh, uh, it reaches out and just slimes your face with its like hooked tongue of a cat. Uh, awesome. Uh, so I'll take it and I wrap it around both flagpoles and then in the middle and back myself up until it's tight. Can I... Can I get you to um, use Act Under Pressure for this? Sure, why not? It is something that you'd have to use a little bit of, like, know-how to do, you know? Sure. Uh, I got a 9 with my modifier. Okay. Well, I believe that is done. Um, if uh, you're cool with it, Larry wouldn't mind transforming into a parrot and maybe spotting for you. Yeah, giving you that yeah. that right timeline, so you know, roll a help out here, get you that ten, maybe. Well, I thought sure. you were gonna go with like, uh, like Angry Birds style in the elastic. <laughs> no, he's the one going Angry Birds. I'm I could just fly in if I want to. I'm just gonna, you know, tell him the timing of when you know, like, probably not to go right when a giant building is gonna float forward and he just splats <laughs> on the side of it. Yeah. So on a nine, uh, I get some kind of. Yeah, I was just gonna relieve that choice. actually. Yeah. yeah. So what would you like? Would you like a worse outcome, a hard choice, or a price to pay? Uh, let's go with the hard choice. That sounds most entertaining. Okay. All right. So your your hard choice is you realize that this elastic, um, for as comedically large as it is, is also fairly fragile. It's probably only going to get one good shot. Okay. Now, Jaden, did you point out the barrier in the center? Um, that would probably... I guess I didn't actually tell anyone about the magic stuff yet, had I? No. I had not. I will let you do so. No, I don't think I no? should. I didn't okay, see, all I right. Was, well, you only get one shot. Shit. You only get one shot. One okay. opportunity. Mama spaghetti, let's do it. Uh. <laughs> As you have a giant bowl of spaghetti out of nowhere that you just start... <laughs> you're like, I'm carbo-loading. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm going to do it. Launch myself up. All just, right. Just like arms straight out, Superman, trying to grab Peter's dad, oblivious of how dumb a decision this was. <laughs> All right. Well, you, you do the, the whole backwards shuffle. And then just when you think you're about there, yeah, yeah. Bounce back just a bit more. And you can see the flagpoles like tilting back, like they're strained, like even though the elastic band is attached at the ground level. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and all of a sudden, you also like somehow have like an aviator's helmet on, and you put down your goggles, and you're like, "All right, boys, it's ready to fly." And you release yourself, and it is glorious. And you go sailing towards it as the elastic snaps in half behind you. And then you hear an awful, awful thud as you all of a sudden hit a solid, invisible magic barrier. And as you smack into it, Splayed, again, think like Looney Tunes cartoon, you come to your senses and you raise a sign that says, "Uh uh-oh, (laughs) <laughs> and you plummet longer than you would expect and definitely with the the cartoon like 
before you splat on the ground, taking three harm. Uh, nobody actually gets hurt in cartoons. I argue well, there should be no harm done. <laughs> uh, and I argue that you also heard about a massacre of a skyscraper from a djinn. Yeah, but it never happens to the main characters in the show. I'll take I'll the three harm, what. but no, I'll that tell you it's what. With I'll protest. reduce it to two. Fine. I'll reduce it to two. <laughs> you Kane would like his complaint marked down in the record. <laughs> yep. <laughs> sure, we'll we'll put it on the uh, the the pages that I obviously keep between episodes for yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, you pick yourself up and uh, dust yourself off, but you also do like one of those like wobbly, <laughs> circly walks while uh, birds chirp around your head. <laughs> they all kind of look like Larry the par- the parrot. Yeah. Because yeah. one is flying <laughs> around your head being like, yeah. you messed up, man. Why did you, <laughs> you hit that? I said go over, even though he didn't say anything. <laughs> Watch the barrier. Watch the barrier. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I try to use magic to interact with the magical barrier? Yes. Okay. I want to roll. And the thing I'm trying to do is in the list is the do one thing that's beyond human limitations. And that's just to create like a doorway-sized entry into the magic barrier. Yep. Oh, 15. How's that going to work out? Roll double sixes. Ooh, that's a really good roll. I'd say so. Unfortunately, it looks like your small magic has no effect. It's going to require mm-hmm. some big magic. Some big magic. Mm-hmm. Well, who else has got good weird? I mean, I have zero. Larry has been known to throw around some magic. It might not be big magic, but he'll try. I'm we'll draw a pentagram with salt, and uh, we need to get some old books and some robes, and we got to do a seance or something. Yeah. So how does this? Sorry. Okay. Like, so yeah. So with big magic, um, we can use the role that you had, um, because um, you would like big magic is just like a longer form of magic. So your fifteen yeah. can still stand. But you're right. You are going to have to perform some sort of ritual, some sort of uh, incantation, take some time to do it. Um, you, based off of your role, uh, get the understanding that if you could only get the hole to the barrier started, you would be able to rip it apart if you maintained that magical stance for a while. But you almost need something to like penetrate it first. Give me okay. another elastic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have we gotten any artifacts or anything so far? I don't think so. I don't have anything. I'll tell you what. Why doesn't somebody use read bad situation? Or I'll have you actually all do it. Sure. Uh, Twelve. Um, Five. I got a thirteen. Okay. So um, let's... Uh, Let's go with Jaden's, just because his was the largest success. But I will give Cade something as well. Larry Fitch knows that the item contained in the Codex was probably what's needed to both break this barrier and destroy the lamp. 
Um, I'm just going to give you that information. You, you, you were supposed to ask me a question, but we'll just say you asked, uh, what's my best way in? Sounds good. Um, Cade, I'll let you take yours and you can ask me whatever question you want off the list. <laughs> um, uh, oh, and, and Jaden, you still have two more that you can hold from that. Mm-hmm. Let's say, what can it do to be like, what, while it's like preoccupied with Peter's dad, what kind of threat does it like put on us? Mm hmm. Because everything um, else, I feel like we know the answer to. It's, sorry, is that question is that question on the list? Yeah, I mean, one of them is what's the biggest threat, which I feel is pretty much what Kay just said. Am I looking on the wrong list? You should be looking on read a bad situation. I think you were. Um... Oh yeah, I definitely was. Uh... You know what? Does because you were on investigate? Is that what it was? Yeah, it was. Let's go with what's most vulnerable to me. See if there's like a weak spot that we need to hit with whatever item we're using. Okay. Um, there's not necessarily a weak spot for the barrier. You just need to hit it. Um, the lamp, like, same thing. As long as yeah. you hit it with the right item, okay. it's done. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you each have two more that you could ask. Yeah. What's the best way to protect the victims? Uh, like, is Peter's dad going to die if we... Yeah, you get the sense that um, the djinn trying to destroy the lamp will most likely destroy um, the master as well. Yeah, but like, will he still be harmed if we are successful? Like, by ripping the the lamp away? Um, If you try to rip the lamp away, yes. If you destroy it while it's in his hands, no. Okay. Uh, Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? (laughs) Uh, it looks like the the swirling um, the swirling debris will damage knives. you. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <That's>... <clears throat> Plus one for giving the DM ideas. Uh, uh, no, uh, the swirling debris. Is if you jump at the wrong time to, while trying to scale it, will damage you. Okay. <clears throat> and Jaden, I think you still have questions. Yeah. I don't know if there's anything that I particularly want to ask at this exact moment. Um, yeah, I think... because well, So I know that we need to get whatever was in the codex, but yeah. I don't know where the codex is. Well, uh, why don't you ask one of those... Um, you could say, what's my, what's my best way in again? Yeah, ba- I guess, now- yeah, what... I yeah. know that that's the thing. So how am I going to get the thing that's my best way in? I guess, exactly. Right? That's what I mean. Like you know, building off of what you have already. Um, yeah. The corporation that was mentioned in the news report is the same corporation that mm. you supposedly had owned in the last episode. Um, possibly still own. And <laughs> so if there was a child walking around that somehow killed all the terrorists, and that was just this morning, sounds like a good place to check. Yeah. Yeah, it does. To um, investigate a mobile. Yeah. I'm, Larry's going to turn into a bird and go and try and scout that out first. He's going to fly ahead of the guys and say, we got to go find a four-year-old. Perfect. He might you know, start the tracking. Maybe we'll find it Whoa. a little bit sooner. I like that. Now, as part of investigate, or sorry, read a bad situation, um, if you guys act on the information that you were given, you get plus one to everything you do for that thing. 
So not only will you get plus one while you're in search of this item, you're going to get plus one if you try to destroy that barrier mm -hmm. and destroy the lamp. Mm -hmm. So just remember that. All right, do you guys get to the investigative mobile? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. You guys get going. And again, it's very cartoonishly slow. But before long, you guys arrive at the corporation that nobody knows what they do. But that's okay. And as you stroll into the building, you notice that it's been destroyed inside. <laughs> it's like people came in with guns blazing. And yet there are bodies everywhere. But in the middle of it is a child holding what appears to be a gold curved dagger. You might know it as a kerpong. And when he sees you, he goes, The item has made me strong. I came in here thinking that I would leave dead. And I am living and better than ever. You can't take the item from me. Kneel before Todd. <laughs> and he, it, run, <laughs> he runs off down the nearest hallway. Also, I have to say I stole that line from Smallville because I didn't want people to think I was funnier than I actually am. <laughs> um, so as he's running off, uh, Larry was going to use his Jinx ability, which lets me roll weird. And then there's some uh, different options that I can do with it. So I'll just roll my weird first. Okay, but go I for it. One major plan with it. When, oh, and I'll pull it off too. So I rolled an eight, which gives me a hold one. And all it does is I get to interfere with a monster, or what I'm going to use as one of them is interfere with a monster minion or bystanders trying to do. I want to interfere with him as he runs to the stairs. I want him to trip down them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he definitely, he, he definitely um, does. Uh, so he, he trips down the stairs uh, and then kind of scrambles forward and goes through the door closest to his right. Um, also correction, it wasn't Smallville is Supernatural that line is from. Um, but uh, as he kind of like scampers through the closest door to hide, you look upon a hall of doors, just continuous door upon door upon door upon door. You can dig, 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 dig. And then you're going to be running through and something different's going to pop out of one and then Todd's going to pop out of the other. Well, I don't know. Why don't you give it a try? I mean, <laughs> I feel like there is the possibility of the wanting to use an ability here, but at this point, I think Larry's just going to start opening like the first door. He's like, well, door duty, and he's going to open the first one and see what it looks like inside. All right. And as you open up the first door where he ran into, I'm out of coffee, so we're going to take a refill. Be right back. <laughs> Hey there, friends. It's Ruin, and I'm here with Cade. Hi, I'm still Cade. We're just here to say thanks for giving us a shot and uh, listening. During our refill, we wanted to take a moment on top of that to say we've got some social media. You should check it out. Join us in some conversation. And while you're at it, maybe hit that subscribe button. Yeah. If you'd like to take a little bit more time, we would really appreciate it if you could rate and review us on whatever your favorite podcasting platform is. Uh, it helps us immensely with the mystical algorithms created by the elder gods of social media. And uh, it helps us push the show to more people. Yeah, we're having a lot of fun doing this, and we hope you are too. But we'd like it if more people could join us, so go ahead and do those things. 
We also have an email address. You can shoot us an email at cantripsandcoffee at gmail.com. If you want to maybe suggest your favorite coffee or your favorite tabletop system that we haven't tried out yet, we're always looking for more suggestions and would love to hear some from you. You may have also noticed that we're running out of topics on our side table conversations, so maybe shoot us a question that we could talk about there. As an added bonus, you can also look forward to some contests that we have up and coming. Trust me, they're going to be worth just hitting that little subscribe button. There's also some pretty cool collaborations that we're working on with some uh, some other content creators. It's an exciting time here in the Natural 20, and uh, we want to make it as exciting as we can for you as well. So with that, we're going to jump back into the show. And we're back and highly caffeinated. All right, so as Jaden's character Larry reaches to open the door... He steps into a void space and walks out on the left-hand side of the hall. Further ahead of him appears to be Todd, who is laughing and saying, Nah, nah, you'll never catch me. I'ma live forever. <laughs> and Alex and Carl were a little bit further back. They didn't quite get the, you know, the run in there like Larry did. But soon enough, they are like, Get him! And they do that very cartoonish, like, Flintstones run, where they just, like, stand in place for a second, booking it, <laughs> and then zoom off. And do you all begin to run through doors, as Todd and Larry have done? Oh, of course. Sure. Gotta excellent. join in. Excellent, excellent. Um, here is where I'm going to say that you begin running through doors, and... Seemingly going nowhere, going very back and forth. We have some montage music going on, you know, like the whole super cut of going in and out of doors. Occasionally one of you slam into one another um, before shaking it off and choosing your doors again. It seems like you're not making it very far. So I'm going to ask what it is that maybe you guys do to try to rethink the situation and, you know, nab Todd. Um... I want to <clears throat> attempt to use magic again, okay. unless anybody else has a better idea. I, mean, I have a decent thing. So one of them is bar a place or portal to a specific person or type of creature. So nice. I want to like bar the doorway portals from whatever Todd is, or just specifically Todd. Do so it. So I roll Perfect. a 12, 6, 3, plus my plus 3. Excellent. So <laughs> you... I just imagine that Carl is just like, oh, come on. And he stands there for a second and does a sweeping motion where all of the doors slam shut. <laughs> and Todd smack just slams right into one and then sits on the ground going, <laughs> is one of you going to act upon this moment to maybe, I don't know, act under pressure and grab him? Uh, Sure. Uh, I got six. Okay, um, so six on an act under pressure would... Does it not work? Uh, nope, sure don't. Anybody want to help me out? <laughs> I don't know how you would Oh, help. no, you're right. Six is a fail on anything. Uh, Jaden, why don't you... Would you like to roll to help out, or would you like to do your own thing? <laughs> There's a little part of me that wants to see him get stabbed by the little kid, but... <laughs> Honestly, at some point, I should probably help out. Um, so, 
Yeah. Enemy. So then I'm going to use my Jinx ability. It says it gives them plus one forward, so I would assume that Cade could use that plus one on that now, potentially. Or is that, I guess, in the future, so it wouldn't really work. I should probably just help him out. It's probably the best way. You know what? I just thought of something. Cade, did that include your plus one that you have for acting on this information? Oh, no, it doesn't. That would be seven with that information. So that is a success. Yeah. Um, I mean, Jaden, you could still do the, the forward if you want. No, I think it's good to go. All if right. he's got it, he's got it. All right, Cade, would you like a worse outcome, a hard choice, or a price to pay? Uh, let's go price to pay. Oh, okay. Well, as you reach out to grab him, you hold him up very cartoonishly above your head. And you're like, now, let's see who we have here. And as you grab the, <laughs> as you grab the dagger away from him, you also pull at his face. And it actually does come off. And you go, old man Jenkins. <laughs> as you stare at the really, really haggard old man face, who is also the intern that we had from the lab. Coincidentally, <laughs> but as you do that, he goes, and I would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for you troublesome teenagers. <laughs> and he kicks you in the face, dealing one Aww. wound. Oh, he does <clears throat> appear to be a little person in costume. I like the idea of a grown man somehow fitting into a child-sized costume that then shrinks him down to child-sized proportions. I would have gotten a gotten a fortune. I was going to act as a sick child and and infiltrate and earn my way to fame and glory. <laughs> and I just like put him down. <laughs> I, I have the, the knife now. <laughs> sure. However, no sooner than he kicks you in the face that you all of a sudden feel a pulsing vibration from the capon, and what was a broken nose heals itself completely. So do I get rid of the harm? You do get rid of your harm. All of it or just convenient? Uh, we're going to go with all. Yay! Oh my god. <laughs> he has the power! <laughs> Suck it, reptilians. Uh. <laughs> and right then, a giant panther jumps in and you ride it out into the sunset. <laughs> Take off my shirt and ride a bear. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. we, we have the sword. Let's go back and save Peter's dad, whose name we should really learn one of these days. <laughs> Uh, your kids, you always just say so-and-so's dad. Mr. Peter's dad, yeah. Yeah, yeah I thought it was just Peter's dad. Isn't that his name? <laughs> Don't you lose all identity when you become parents? Mm -hmm. That's right, Mr. Blank. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Alright. And you see, uh, you see Ruby sauntering into the lobby and going, Oh, what happened here? Uh, we oh, solved an investigation. Now let's get back. Excellent. Uh, well, you all pile into the investigator mobile, and I assume you start driving back to the uh, the school. 
Yeah. Nah, let's see where this world goes. We're taking it off the rails. We're going to San Francisco, boy. Disneyland. <laughs> Who's driving? The cat. Who's yeah, obviously the cat. Yeah. Oh, no. really? Really? Yeah. Okay. I have to get. She some... did. She did it once. Like... I have to get some dice. <laughs> I just assumed none of us had our licenses. Well, we drove ourselves to school in the first place. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. I guess in my mind, the cat drove us, and we just didn't think anything of it. <laughs> like, if I had a pet that could chauffeur me around, I would never drive again. No yeah, way. for real. Yeah. Who needs a self-driving millionaire. car? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man, the money you would make off of that animal. Yeah. <laughs> it should almost be qualified as cruelty. That's how rich you get. <laughs> So as uh, Ruby begins to, to drive along, at first doing a little bit of uh, pinball against the cars on the street, but eventually finding her way. It's not long before a black SUV pulls alongside you. And when you glance over, you see what appears to be a bunch of, um, let's call them agents, because they're men in dark suits and sunglasses. And the window is rolled down and... The one looks at Ruby and says, Give us the item. Punch it, Ruby. <laughs> like, like, they want us to give them the cat or the dagger? The dagger. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Idiots, the cat's way more valuable. The right? cat can drive. <laughs> yeah, why'd we go get the knife? We should have just got the cat to punch its way through. Yeah. Punch it, Ruby, it's the fuzz. I knew the government was involved. <laughs> Can I try and throw a knife at their tires? Careful um, which knife. Yeah. Would that be act under pressure? Uh, not the magical knife. <laughs> okay, fair. One, my knife. Yeah, yeah no, I, I got that. I either act under pressure or kick some ass up to you. Um, I'm going to say act under pressure. Um, I think I did a, in the first episode, I did a kick some ass and I probably should have done some act under pressure. I feel like the difference mm. is that you're not trying to harm the people. You're trying to like yeah. destroy a tire, yeah. right? Yeah. I rolled a five though. So, okay. So you Tis do a moot point. You do throw your knife and lose it forever. The actual uh, description is things go to hell. So the agent pulls a gun <laughs> and begins firing at your uh, Winnebago. Oh, that's great. Which case Ruby this is, is a going classic. To, <laughs> Ruby is going to punch it and try to drive faster. And she rolls she rolls a twelve plus um whatever a bonus Not would have been. I figure yeah. it'd be like minus two everything because she's a cat. Oh yeah, she doesn't have <laughs> thumbs. I like minus two. Yeah. But she can uh, talk. So she gets a twelve so... a ten though. So she's done this before. <laughs> and she's just like, oh, and See, she, uh, she doesn't have thumbs, but she can talk. And I feel like that ups the cool, which is what act under pressure would be. Ooh, <laughs> that's true. All right. We'll, we'll either split the difference at an 11. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. Well, with that, uh, she uh, she manages to pull in front of the SUV. She guns it. I don't know what kind of engine a Winnebago has, but apparently it's enough. Uh, <laughs> although it just reminds me of uh, We're the Millers, you know, and the distribution <laughs> of weight. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
But uh, she pulls ahead of it and uh, is managing to drive, but they are looking for a way around. Would one of you like to try to stop them? <laughs> yeah. Larry's got this brilliant idea. He's going to run to the back of the Winnebago and rip open the little window that must be in the back. And he's going to wave at them and he's going to cast some magic to try and summon a monster into the world. Um, and we'll see what my roll gets. I'm going to go with... Yeah, I guess it's just weird, so... Okay, good. Good. That's a nine. Or that's a seven? No, that's a nine. Either which way. It's in the seven to nine range, so there's a glitch. Okay. Um... Oh, yeah, the magic's definitely going to draw immediate unwelcome attention. There's no question about that. Because the monster he's going to summon is just some, like, eldritch mouth with tentacles that is just big enough for the vehicle to fall into, if possible, and just get kind of consumed Sarlacc pit style. I was just going to say, did you just summon a Sarlacc pit? Pretty much, yeah. So, as soon as you drive over the space in which it would be, it opens up. Again, almost like cartoonishly, like a black hole at first. And then the car drives in front of it and then just stalls in midair as the agents like look down. They're like, what? And then all of a sudden it opens up around and just... And pulls it into the nethers and then just closes back up. <laughs> and uh, the unwelcome attention, though, is... That crew. Everyone? <laughs> yes. Every single media outlet and person in the area sees you. And soon enough, there is a news crew in a van following behind you at a safe distance, though, because they are just what do you <laughs> what do you call those, Jody, when they like chase after potential crimes? Ambulance chasers? Maybe, yeah, that might be it. Yeah. They're doing basically that. That's what we called it when we had to go do that. Oh, well, there you go. And you do arrive at the school without anybody else trying to get to you. Good call. <laughs> well, I don't want to see you just, like, destroyed in one awesome maneuver again. <laughs> Further proof that magic's the best skill. Like, straight yeah. up, it's true. I mean, you could have made an argument that the mouth was too small and it drove over the mouth and that would have been hilarious. <laughs> uh, that's fair. Uh, well, I feel like if you had chosen like that, it doesn't quite work the way it was intended. That would have, you know, mm. yeah. Mm -hmm. That would have been funny. <laughs> Just like clips the tire with its beak. Yeah, maybe it slows it down. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. Well, it appears that the gin is still working away, but there's like a glowing in the air around the hands that makes you think that it is closer to its goal than ever before. Okay, so Larry's going to go into everyone's mind, and he says, I got a plan. I don't know if you guys are going to dig this, but I think it'll work together. We're going to use the big magic. We're going to use that dagger. We're going to pierce a hole. I'm flying through in my bird form, and I'm snagging that little... um. What should I call it? Blah. The gravy boat. The lamp. <laughs> the, the, lamp. the lamp. I don't know how I couldn't get lamp, but I got gravy boat. Um, and I'm going to snag that lamp with my little bird hands. Well, we need you to carry the to... dagger, I think, inside as a bird and hit the lamp with yeah, the dagger. Yeah, we have to destroy it, otherwise Mr. Peter's dad is dead. Yeah, but now Larry can't sacrifice himself at the end, guys. Come on. Well, I mean, you can sacrifice yourself during this. That's a good point. I don't know. I thought that if I grabbed it, chances are it would fuse to Larry. And then I don't know what the consequences would have been from that point. But, yeah. Okay. 
Scratch that plan. What are we thinking, guys? Same plan, but you carry the dagger in as yeah. a bird. <laughs> yeah, same plan plus dagger. Okay, <laughs> mm. counterpoint. What about a snake? I can also be a snake. Snakes can't fly, Larry. <laughs> the snake could slither around sneakily, though. Mm. Yeah, probably bird. They can't fly. They just run the government, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> um, could a parrot carry a dagger? I'd say so. Well, that depends. Is it a, a European parakeet <laughs> or an African? <laughs> or an African parakeet? Are you to imply that a parakeet carried a dagger all the way overseas? <laughs> well, first let's go stab the barrier with the dagger. And oh, thank sure God. I thought you guys forgot through. about that. <laughs> yeah, well, like... that's, where my, that's where my thing was coming from, is I thought that Cade would stab the dagger to the barrier and then I would have to fly through get the thing and bring it back out but we could also try and just use the dagger to blow shit up because that sounds like a good idea too although doesn't peter's dad die if we destroy it with his hand on it no if we destroy it he's fine if we snatch it he dies okay yeah we destroy it yeah at least let's put a hole in the barrier that's what ruin told me before (laughs) uh i didn't say that if he if you snatched it he died you did because i explicitly asked <laughs> uh didn't i say if he if roll the, it back if the, me uh <laughs> <laughs> didn't i say if the jinn uh if the jinn released him then he died nope you okay. definitely said that if Fine. he snatched he it, definitely he died. dies he definitely <laughs> dies Super dead. 100%. Roll it back, me. <laughs> you know, there's going to be like our one fan out there that's like, he definitely says died. Yeah. Mm. Or it cuts to Cade rolling it back and it says exactly what you said. <laughs> and I will just poorly edit it to flip the words, but it's super obvious that I did. <laughs> oh, sometimes I wish we were a video format so that we could actually like put that back in, you know? I mean, I still can. I didn't just make a note. Don't worry about it. Uh, (laughs) What's the best way to protect the victims? Like, is Peter's dad going to die if we... Yeah, you get the sense that um, the djinn trying to destroy the lamp will most likely destroy um, the master as well. Yeah, but, like, will he still be harmed if we are successful? Like, by ripping the, the lamp away... Um, if you try to rip the lamp away, yes. If you destroy it while it's in his hands, no. <laughs> the rewind side. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I hope. No, this is this is going in. Because it's a cartoon and we stand here arguing with the voices in your head, whether it was one situation or another, <laughs> there's all of a sudden a rewind sound as we flash back to an earlier incident where you connected and understood the situation. And we hear... I told you guys I was right. Wow, what an interesting situation. I'm glad that we got that information. And we're back, so what are we doing now? Stabbing the magical barrier. Who? Yeah. I have the knife, because I took it from Todd. Okay. So, Cade, I'm or assuming Todd what you're going to do is you're going to uh, begin to parkour the platforms to get close to the barrier. Hardcore. Excellent. Hardcore parkour. Hardcore parkour. Well, um, do you see a better skill than act under pressure? I wish I did, but I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I thought. Roll. 
gonna kick some ass out of those floating buildings. <laughs> uh, I got a I, nine. I plan to leap so hard that it pushes <laughs> them away and destroys them. Mm-hmm. So I got a nine. Do I get plus one for information prior? Does that yes. add into this? Okay, so yes. then I have ten. Okay, I wasn't Excellent. sure if it would apply here. So I do what I set out to do. <laughs> well, with that, yeah, it's like, I don't know. Have you ever played like Ninja Gaiden or something like that? Like it's yeah. basically that. Or Bayonetta, you know? Probably you were just like, difficult. <laughs> without the tight leather ass, you are bounding from platform Speak to platform. Speak for yourself. <laughs> You've never seen Caden leather pants. His character pulls leather pants out of nowhere and starts like tightening them around his legs. Had to pay for college somehow. <laughs> Doing his calisthenic workout beforehand, trying to stretch, you know. Damn, Alex, dummy thick. Uh. <laughs> you you bound. From platform to platform. And in the possibly coolest moment of your nerdy, weird conspiracy theorist life, when you are at the apex of your final jump, you slam that Kirpon down and pierce the barrier. However, because it doesn't destroy it outright, it stays stuck there. And you fall gracefully down to the ground... And you await Jody to use his big magic to rip apart the barrier. Do I get to keep the 15? Uh, Do I roll again? Yeah, I'm going to let you keep the 15. All Um, right. Yeah, but why don't you give me another big magic in there as well? And you can do something. another roll? Yeah. Sure. Mm, A 12 with my plus three. So you're going to rip apart this barrier based off your earlier one. But what are you going to yeah. do at the same time? What else do you want to do? It doesn't even have a list of, of uh, effects for big magic, so it's kind of like up to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I would even let you just use regular magic if you want. Yeah. Do the do one thing that's beyond human limitations and uh, reach into my pocket and grab a duplicate of the magical dagger. To take back to my cult? Yes. Nice. Yeah? Yes. Okay, cool. Good one. Nice. Yeah, so you take your hands and almost like uh, Wanda Maxima grab the air and wrench apart as the barrier um, pulls itself. And it's almost like it's almost like you're peeling dough, you know, that kind of consistency as it rips apart. And then all of a sudden just snaps and... Fibers of it float through the air until they dissipate. Nice. The gin is exposed, but still working away as if in a meditation. So I'm assuming the dagger is probably now falling from where it was in the air? Yes. Go, Larry, go! He's going to turn into a bird, and he's going to go and (laughs) come, like, diving through all the buildings. It's going to look all real cool, and, you know, like, he just cuts at the right time, and he just, like, catches a tail feather on one of the buildings kind of thing, and then... Catches it just as it's about to hit the ground, and then he's gonna go and try and drive that dagger right into the middle of that. It's Peter's dad's sounds hand. really All the while. awesome, but I'm gonna need you to act under pressure. Yeah, All the while, a heavy weird. metal remix of our intro song is playing in the back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 nice. So I got a seven. Excellent. So let's see what we're gonna do here. 
Except for the seven, it only looks that cool in his head. Yeah. But, like, he still does it. <laughs> he bounces off one of the buildings. He kind of runs on one. He has to stop in the middle, take his breath. Uh, he thinks he he's like, up fly. He thinks he's a majestic parrot, but he's actually Iago. <laughs> <laughs> and Do sounds you... like Gilbert Coffrey. <laughs> Do you want... I can let you choose a worse outcome, a hard choice, or a price to pay. You did want your epic sacrifice moment. Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> but what's the price to pay at this moment? I'm catching a dagger out of the air. <laughs> um, let's go. Oh, no, because you were going. You were going to do like the whole snatch. Oh, and the stab. whole thing. Yeah, good point. That's the whole thing. Is it's not really me attacking anything. It's still all yeah under act pressure. Um. Hard choices, seem nice. Yeah, let's go with the price to pay. I don't know what you're gonna do with that, but might as well pay something. Do, do I have your permission to do whatever I want in this situation? Yeah. Excellent. Consent that is sounded way consent worse is than really great. To. No, consent. <laughs> consent is important. Okay. It is, but the way that you said that, <laughs> I just have to laugh because in Trailer Park Boys, that's what Ricky says to Julian before he does ridiculous <laughs> shit. <laughs> do I have your permission to do anything I want in this situation? <laughs> As Larry bounds and and glides, soars through the air around the rubble and grabs the kerpon, he swoops up into the air as high as he can before plummeting down, wings fully back in a dive bomb. And he goes for the final stab at the lamp. And momentarily, he severs the connection between the lamp and Peter's father. He touches the lamp before he can destroy it as he tries to pull up to do a nice like slash at it and becomes fused even for a fraction of a second. And Peter's father falls to the ground, collapsing dead from the impact at the very least, if not from the connection that Cade said was there. You, <laughs> you told me if it was destroyed, he was fine. <laughs> and at the same infinitely small moment, you also pierce the lamp. And it explodes in a shard of glistening, incredibly small specks, as, do, as does the bracers around the Jin. And as he begins to flow and fade away, the smoke collapsing and trailing around him, he looks at you and says, You were my first master. It's fitting that you should be my last you were always my favorite. Farewell. And he floats away into oblivion. Each of you has another credit roll, just the smallest amount of credits, where every roll is now your own individual names. And your characters wake up in their own timelines, no longer under control of the djinn, but in the deepest, most quiet spaces of your mind. You hear a laugh track. <laughs> and that's where we end. <laughs> You're a bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Carl's gotta go back to the box factory. Cool. And that's that! Cool. Nice. So I get the dagger as the 
thing for the cult, the mission they sent me on, yeah? You absolutely do. Cool. <laughs> that was yeah, awesome. that's the coolest thing about that dream is you went to sleep and then you woke up as a kid and then when you actually woke up in the real world, you just had this giant knife in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was I going to do? All right, let's uh, let's go through the end of session experience before we end this year. Just, you know, so we can see our final thoughts on character creation. Um, let me see. I want to... On the wrong page here. So what does it mean when it says take plus one forward or give plus one forward to another hunter? Um, it means that you can hold, like, uh, literally a plus one on your rolls for whatever oh. you decide to use oh. it on. Oh, okay. All right, guys. Uh, first of all, did you have any other level ups that you had to do based off of failed rules? No, nope. No, I feel like you no. guys did pretty, pretty good. But if good we this get way. one experience here, I get another level up. Yeah, so cool. Yeah. All right. Hey, cool. That's awesome. All right. Well, with that, did we conclude the current mystery? Sure did. Big time. We killed Hell yeah. Jin. Mm-hmm. Hey, I leveled up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's take a moment to, to have you guys level up before we answer the last ones there. Uh, I'm going to take net friends, which is, you know, a lot of people on the internet, but we're going to change that to I know a lot of people through my number stations fanzine. Um, and yeah, when you contact a net friend to help you with a mystery, roll plus charm on 10 plus, they're available and helpful and they can fix something, break a code, hack a computer, get some kind of special info. A seven to nine that are prepared to help, but it's either going to take some time or you have to do part of it yourself. On a miss, you burn some bridges and they're no longer your friend. <laughs> oh. Okay. Oh. I'm also going to take a role play upgrade too, which is the get command of your chapter of the cult. Nice. So, yeah, my my in my mind, it's like because they were basically like a fake monster hunting cult to get scam people out of money. And so he's like, hey, I've actually killed the monster now. <laughs> this is my... I'm running the show now. You get the Craigslist, Craigslist password. Yeah, I get the <laughs> revenue. Everything is mine. You're able to show them the knife and, you know, yep. it convinces them. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with get a mystical library. So he gets his own little cool. sanctum sanctorum to hang out in for the rest of his life. Nice. Of so me dope. not using him. That's awesome. Nice. Nice. All right. Well, did you guys enjoy the four episode arc? Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah, I had a lot of fun with that. Cool. Tropes are fun. <laughs> yeah, I would say that this system has the coolest non-combat segments out of any of them because all of the skills have like role play value. Yeah, and it like mm -hmm. yeah, I really like the way that the rules are done, where it has these really vague things where it's like, what happened? Where did it go? And you can like. I don't know. It Chime just in. opens it up. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Well, uh, Cade, happy editing because uh, this is probably <laughs> the most work I've put you to. But uh, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Once I get through the first episode, the rest are slightly easier. Slightly. That's fair. All right. Well, <laughs> for everybody listening, wherever you're listening to us, uh, thank you for joining us on our most creative four episode arc yet. Um, we hope you enjoyed Monster of the Week. We'll see you probably next week or next episode for the review. But with this, uh, I'm out of coffee, and that means it's time to go. Yeah.